Well, good morning. Good morning. I'm glad if I'd have came in here one minute later, I'd have missed that powerful prayer. Oh. Right? <laughs> um, I'm so thankful to be with you here today. And um, I, you know, as I was preparing, God gave me a scripture, um, a little bit different scripture sometimes than I normally present. But um, I just believe this is a message specifically that he's crafted for me to share for you as a body. And so the scripture comes from Isaiah 61 through two. And it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. You see, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord, he rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. So friends, there is a battle over the sanctity of life. And let me be clear that the battle is between the gospel of life and the culture of death. It's a big battle. It's a raging battle. And it's a battle that's too big for you or me. But it's not too big for the Lord. And in 2 Chronicles, he tells us the battle is too big, but you are called to stand in position. And each and every one of us have a different role in the big story, the big plan of God. I do believe we'll see the end of abortion in America. I do believe we're going to see the reverse of Roe versus Wade, and I'm excited to be a part of that. But this battle will determine the destiny of all mankind. So what can we do about it in our circle of influence? And so God gave me these questions that I want to present to you, just a few, but I believe it's questions that you should ponder in your heart. What would it look like if you built a wall of hope around your community? And that a woman would never have to walk outside your community to enter into an abortion clinic. What would it look like if a woman facing an unplanned pregnancy knew that her needs would be met? What would it look like if you mentored her? And what would it look like if she could be freed from the secrets and the pain that she's been hiding? And what would it look like if she could receive Jesus as Savior and you were the one that introduced her to him? So every person here today, I believe, can make a difference and change the course of future, our future, their future, if we are Jesus to the woman at the well. Now, I was the woman at the well, and most of all these women are the woman at the well. Just this past week, we've seen many, many women at the well in our facility, and it was these small acts of kindness, being Jesus to her, that made all the difference in the world. The battle of life will be won when we don't just care for our own family, but care for the whole family of God. So I want to talk about abortion, and I want you to rethink how you even think upon that word and what it means to you something that did not used to be spoken much at all. Now we hear a little bit more about it, but it's something that we need to be talking about every day. And it's something that, that we need to be moving upon and being active when it comes to the word abortion. So abortion is a choice that's given to us so freely, but yet it changes our life forever. Not in a good way, in a terrible way. When a woman is considering abortion, there's a silent cry within her, and that cry is screaming, I'm desperate, I need help, I need freedom. And she believes the lie that the abortion is what's going to bring her the freedom. She's fed the lie. 
But in fact, what abortion does is just open up a whole nother can of problems. These are problems that we can't take back. You can't return an abortion. When it's done, it's done. And the only one that lives with that regret and that pain for the rest of her life is the mother. Abortion does not free us. In fact, it enslaves us to bondage, to prison, and floods the world with darkness and pain. Since 1973, Roe v. Wade, over 47 years ago, there has been 60 million babies lost to abortion. That's 60 million women, mothers, that have been affected, walking around in darkness and pain, fathers, grandparents, friends, nieces, nephews. For over 47 years, women have believed that lie, and I believe that lie, because in 1993, I had an abortion. And I believed that lie, and I made the wrong choice. And it forever changed my life. It devastated me. I walked around in pain and destruction. It would be 17 years later before I walked into a church service just like this. And a bulletin was placed in my hand that said a local pregnancy crisis center needed volunteers. And I tucked it in my Bible. I went home. I was drawn to it. Called that facility and asked him if I could be a volunteer because my husband had been praying that God would send help for his wife because she was in a bad way and it was affecting not only me but our marriage and our home. I didn't want to live anymore because I couldn't deal with the pain. And I was a Christian. I went to church every, every Sunday, was very involved, but nobody knew my secret. And so that pregnancy center, whom I knew no one in there, they were all strangers, asked me the question, if you want to be a volunteer here, I have a question. Have you ever had an abortion? Well, yes, I have. I'd never told anyone that before. Shocking that I was, felt the freedom to say it to a stranger. Next question. Have you ever received healing in that? I pondered that because I knew God had forgiven me, but I didn't know that I had actually received healing, and I didn't understand the difference. Well, let me tell you there's a big difference because we know that God will forgive if we ask him, but there's a difference in being forgiven and being healed and I had not been healed. It was a process. And then soon God encircled me with a group of women that laid their hands on me, led me through a post-abortive Bible study that forever changed my life. He healed me. He reached down and touched me, the woman at the well, and he healed me. And I was so changed, a miracle in my life it was, from that. I said, Lord, I'm sold out to you, and I'll do whatever it is that you call me to do. I surrender. I'm yours. And let me tell you, God took full advantage of that because then he would move me from that to being a volunteer, an abortion recovery facilitator, to leading me to Horry County to found a pregnancy crisis center that now has three locations, saving lives, hundreds of them, women being freed from the pain of abortion, and even led me here today to speak to you. And my question to you is, what if someone would have never asked me those questions? Maybe I would have been one of the ones that took my life. You see, life is nothing but a vapor. So it's only by his grace and mercy that I stand even here before you today. But what if nobody would have asked me that question? You have to ask the questions. It would be later after that that I would request my medical directors from the doctor that performed my abortion and read the lies in there to describe my baby to be red spongy tissue, all body parts presence present. God gave me the strength to read those records. Then it would go on to say that the doctor had in a, in a divine, you know, counseling session with me that said, we came to the agreement together that I would be better off to terminate that baby than to raise that child 
We never had such a conversation. He never spoke to me all at all. He just took the life of my baby. And so again, why did God allow me to get those medical records and read them so I could expose the lies of Planned Parenthood in the abortion industry? Now, I want to say to you that the same lies that are fed out there that is believed are the same lies that are believed within the walls of the church. It's no different. It's just walls out there in here. The darkness is not limited to the world outside. It's also inside our churches. Why? One in every three women have been affected by abortion or will by the age of 45. Those are real stats. You think about that. One in every three even in this room. If we are pro-life, we have to be pro-Jesus because there's not something in between. You're either for him or you're not. And Jesus is the only agent that we have against death. And so if we are going to win this battle, the only way that we can win it is standing on the truth and the word of God. And he's calling us to do that. And as a church, we failed. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to the whole body. I'm speaking to myself. And we need to repent of that. But we can, and we can take a stand today to say, I will be a voice for that woman at the well. I will speak that truth. Mm. And when we talk about the sanctity of life, do the women listening think that their lives are sacred too? Or is it just the unborn? Do they believe that all life is sacred? Well, they are. Many women that have had abortions commit suicide because they can't deal with the hidden pain. 78% of post-abortive women claim a religious affiliation. Oh, yes, they come into our center. They say, I'm a Christian. I go to church, but I can't have this baby. 36% were regular attendees when they had terminated. Sadly, 64% believe church members would be more likely to gossip about them than to help them. Oh, let us not be that kind of people. Because right here, right now, there are women who know what it's like to feel desperate and alone, to feel the shame of abortion, and to hide a dark secret. They believe they are not allowed to mourn the loss of their baby. They believe they don't even have the dignity or owe the dignity to grieve the loss of that child. Well, God has sent me here to say that you do. And there are pools of healing that I believe is going to take place. He keeps speaking that to me. Pools of healing that's going to take place from the pain of abortion. He will end abortion in America. We will see the return, the reverse of Roe versus Wade. And there's going to be a massive healing that takes place because God loves you and he cares. Mm. 60 million babies and their mothers need us. And so it's time to rise and shine. Next week, you're going to have an opportunity to watch a film called Unplanned. And with every breath in my body, I'm telling you, you need to be there. And you need to watch this film. It is the most brilliant thing I've seen done since I've been in the pro-life movement. It brings impactful truth, and you need to see it so that you can share. You can be that light. You see this film, and you can be that light. But it all starts with you, so I'm asking you to be here next week and watch that film. Because there's a broken, lost world that needs you. 